Hello and welcome back to the Omaha Podcast, where Omaha entrepreneurs actually help your business grow. I'm your host, Matt Tompkins of True Brothers Creative, and on today's episode, we start with a hard truth. If you aren't using Google My Business, now known as Google Business Profile, your business does not exist. This tool is powerful enough to level the playing field, to help you compete with giant corporations with millions of dollars and literally put your business on the map. Oh, and it's free, 100% free. But sadly, too many small businesses don't even use it. So Google doesn't know that you exist. On today's episode, we will learn what the Google Business Profile is, how to use it, and the top recommendations from our Google expert, Joe Kinney. So if, if you are a, a small business owner listening and you knew that you were being offered uh, a free tool uh, to help you not only grow your business, but to be found in searches, would you utilize it? And uh, there happens to be that very tool available to business owners, and that's Google My Business. And uh, we're right on the heels of discussing SEO and the properties and the benefits of, of SEO. And Google My Business obviously is a tremendous SEO tool. And uh, Joe, what can you tell us about it that the average business owner may not be aware of? Yeah, what is it is a good place to start if people don't know. Yeah, yeah. first of all, um, businesses are clo closing at an alarming rate. Uh, and one of those reasons is because they're not using the tools that are available to them. And a lot of these tools are free. So it used to be called the... Google My Business, now it's called the Google Business Profile, and it is a free platform that is offered through Google. You don't have to pay for it. And essentially, it's if you've, if you've ever searched for a restaurant or a service business, and you notice on the right-hand side of your search engine, there is a listing of a business or several listings of a business. That is the Google business profile. It's like where the map, you have the map with the location, the Correct. website link and all that. Access the phone website, number. Phone yeah. Number, yep. Right. So when you Google a, a business, the first thing that shows up at the top of the page would be the paid ads. Then you start to see map listings and businesses with reviews. That is the map pack. And that map pack is driven from the Google business profile. You can't appear in that coveted, hallowed ground of the Google business profile, you can't show up there as a business owner unless you've set up a Google business profile. And it's simple to do. It's done through Google Maps. And we'll put something in the show notes uh, to help guide you in trying to set it up if you haven't done so already. Yeah, we'll have the links to, uh, directly to uh, where you need to go to set your own up, actually. Yeah. Right. And if, if you've uh, not set one up on your own, but you've noticed there is a Google business profile set up for your business. Occasionally, Google will go ahead and do it for you. If there have been enough requests about your business, they'll just set one up. And then you have to claim that Google business profile through the Google Maps platform. And it's really easy to do, whether it's setting it up or claiming it. Most of the businesses that we come across day to day have a Google business profile at some point in their business journey. Where it gets tricky is that most businesses don't understand the power of that profile or that platform. They don't understand what it can do for you, and they don't understand what Google wants you to do with it. 
Now, I've made a lot of mistakes in life. There's no question about what? that. Christopher points them out all the time. You can't help it. <laughs> don't, don't shatter the perfect image I have of you, Joe. That's not, you know, we have you up on this SEO uh, internet Sometimes mantle. He doesn't tie yeah. his shoes very tight. <laughs> oh. But there are three basic tenets I follow in life. You know, um, death is going to happen, uh, taxes happen, and whatever Google says, you do. And if you're a business, Google says, set up a Google business profile. And then once you've set it up, there are a set of guidelines that Google also says, hey, you need to do this if you want to be a successful business. And again, if I'm a business owner, I'm listening to what Uncle Google say. Essentially, what they want you to do is fill out as much information about your business as possible. Tell the community what you do, what you offer, what you sell. If you're a service business, what types of services do you offer? You can be very specific. They'll have a drop-down menu that you can choose or you can fill in the blank. If you're a restaurant, what types of food do you offer? What types of cuisine do you offer? You can add your hours. You can add very detailed information about your business, which would include if you are a veteran-owned business, there's a little box to check there. If you are a woman-led business, you can check that box. There are some minorities mm -hmm. that you can choose that box uh, and make sure that the world knows that you are a black-owned, a veteran-owned, female-led business. Because Google wants to make sure that you receive the traffic when people are searching for you. And there's always new features that are added. Like I, I know with mine, it was just last week, and I don't know, I don't know if this is like embarrassing for me to admit to you here on the podcast, Joe, but uh, I noticed they had this like cool chat feature where uh, you can type in prompted uh, questions for them to, to select. And so if they're, would you like to chat now? And they say, yes, I would. And then there is a choice of five or six questions like, you know, do you do video production? And then it would instantly respond. I have the, the pre-typed answer. You just, and you do this once and it's done. And then instantly I would get an email notifying me that, hey, somebody's trying to chat with you right. online so I can go. I mean, it's such a, a great way to communicate and build that that relationship, uh, that trust with your customer base, because they can have that sense of always being able to find you, uh, talk to you, see what you're doing. You can run specials and uh, all kinds of really cool features on there. So I'm, I'm like, I'm just beginner level nerding out. I'm not quite as advanced as Joe, <laughs> but it is really cool to see all this is free. It's just, you have to just kind of do it. Right. Yeah. And on December the 8th of 2021, Google released an algorithm update called the recency uh, update. And it really targeted small businesses to make sure that you are connecting with the, the, the consumers that are right there in your area, your tribe, so to speak. They want to make sure that you are delivering uh, as much information as possible for consumers to make an informed decision. That being said, Google also wanted to penalize small business owners that were not using the Google business profile correctly. So what do we do after this recency update for those of you that already have this free and very effective tool? Well, Google says they want you to 
post information as often as necessary. They want you to post about on a weekly basis. So it's like a social media post, something that you would post to Facebook or Instagram, but it could be a special. It could be information about a new product or service. It could be an update, something that's newsworthy, but you would post it just like you would any other social media platform. They also want to make sure that you're updating different pictures and videos. So they want to see pictures of the interior of your business, the exterior of your business, the business at work. They want to see pictures of team members. They want to make sure that you have videos there. And if possible, 3D virtual tours of your business. They want you to complete that whole suite of services or options so that, your again, your customers can make really informed decisions. It's, as Joe has mentioned a number of times, how Google is a knowledge engine. It mm -hmm. wants to be an answer engine. So it's looking for having all those boxes ticked to make sure that it does have legitimate information. It's interesting, uh, that point, too. I don't think people really consider that, uh, that you can be punished. It's not just giving the competition an advantage. You're actually setting yourself two steps back. You know, and I mean, I think about you, when you're saying this, I'm running through my head. Oh, wow, we should really update uh, our Google My Business uh, after the podcast. In fact, you know, I probably should do that right now, but I'll keep going here with you guys. But it is so important. It's so easy to use. I mean, uh, posting a blog to your website and is and has weight on the Internet, but posting a blog to Google My Business, even if it's a short, it could be a half page, doesn't have to be this time extensive thing, you know, that sucks your, your time out of your day. You just do it, uh, set aside 15 minutes or so a week, even probably I would guess is maybe enough time to at least keep this thing updated and, and fresh for Google and those searches. Yeah. 15 minutes is plenty of time to make your weekly update. You also want to make sure that, uh, Nothing has been changed on your Google business account. It is possible for consumers to submit a review about your business. So they say, gosh, that restaurant was a five-star experience. Sounds like you, Google, Google's asking this question to the consumer. Sounds like you really know this business. Is it wheelchair accessible? So then the consumer says, yes. Uh, do they have takeout? Do they have curbside delivery? Uh, do they offer something for kids? Do they have specials? And so the consumer is answering these questions. And unless you, unless you respond, Google will accept those changes to your Google business profile. So it's important that once a week you go in and just double check that nothing was changed on your account, which could include hours, services offered, types of food, um, and then something also to consider would be if you are, let's say, an ice cream shop in Elkhorn, Nebraska, there is a button that you can push to include Bennington in your service area so that you do serve the Bennington area, nearby Bennington. But if you're in Bennington and that button isn't clicked, it's possible that when you're searching for ice cream near me, it's possible that the Elkhorn ice cream shop wouldn't come up in a search simply because you didn't expand your service area to include Bennington. So if I'm a contractor in Omaha or a handyman, but I also serve the Ralston, La Vista, Papillion, Gretna, Elkhorn, Waterloo, even Valley, if I don't include those in my descriptions or the, the, the choices that are available to me on the Google business uh, profile page, then I'm missing out on traffic that it was otherwise looking for me. 
keep in mind too that YouTube is Google. I mean, they're the same, they feed each other. So, you know, when you talk about, well, how am I gonna put my videos and I'll just put my Facebook videos because I have a Facebook page and you utilize uh, YouTube along with uh, Google because they do fuel each other. People have asked me a lot over the years when we'll produce a, a, a really cool uh, video for them and they, they're in love with it. They're so excited to just share it with everybody. And now what? then they say, um, so, should I post this to Facebook and YouTube or can I just do it to Facebook? And I always tell them, uh, post it to both because think of them as almost different planets. Like they're, they don't, they're like oil and water anymore. You've probably noticed if you post a, a link, an exterior link on a Facebook, uh, you know, post, it's not going to, it's not going to get that much attention. It's going to get, you know, tampered down or dampered uh, down just a little bit because uh, Facebook doesn't want that. They want you to stay there on Facebook. And it's, so you have to do both and you have to kind of stay on top of that. Can you give us some advice on, I think a lot of businesses struggle with bad reviews. You mentioned reviews with Google, my business and they don't, you know, maybe there's somebody, I had a family member who did this recently and she was just being, you know, the special person that she is and created these alternate accounts just to lodge complaints and one-star reviews because she was angry about something that really had nothing to do with that company. And this does happen. So is there, is there anything a, a small business can do to prevent those from getting to the top? Can you challenge those or review those? Yeah. So I'll speak in terms of uh, the consumer side and on the business side. From a business perspective, Google expects that the business owner or a representation of the business owner will respond to every single review that is placed, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Uh, I will tell you that uh, it's important for the business owner not only to respond with a thanks, but you know, give it a little extra. Hey, thanks for coming in. I'm glad you enjoyed the hamburger pizza. Uh, so sorry that we let you down. Please reach out to the business, ask for Kevin, so that you kind of set the stage for anyone that might be reviewing those reviews, uh, might be checking them out, discerning whether or not that's the business for them. But Google expects that every single one, hard as it may be to respond to those negative reviews, you just have to. Uh, as a business owner, you owe it to yourself to do that, you owe it to the customer, and you owe it to your team to take on that responsibility and, and respond. Can you set up like alerts for that? Like when you get a review, it, you get an email or a notification? Yeah, great question, Matt. When you, when you do receive a review, you will be notified by Google uh, three reviews came in this morning. Five reviews came in this morning. We found it sufficient that if you log in uh, once a week and respond to those reviews, that's sufficient. So that's part of that 15 minutes you yeah, mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's sufficient. Of course, if there's a negative review that comes in and you're notified of that, uh, we encourage business owners just to tackle that right away. Eat that frog as quickly as possible and just do it. It's hard to do because you, you're you're re-engaging with yeah. somebody that that yeah. negative. I mean, I and aside from the 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 you know the Google side of it, the technical side, just handling negative reviews, it is it's hard to do. I, I know I've grown a thick skin working in like comedy and radio and television where everybody hates you, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> it's true, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. I have a face that angers people, I guess. But if you do engage with those people, it's amazing what can happen as a business because they may say, I'm angry about this. I, I you know, I hate your business and this was rude and, and et cetera. And you can respond to them and find out that, 
No, they were just venting. They just wanted to be heard and they were angry about one little thing. You know, you didn't include a straw in my bag when I went through the drive through. And if you say, well, you know, we're sorry about that, take responsibility. Uh, next time you come in, uh, hamburgers on us. Right. You'll win them as a loyal customer for life, likely, by just doing that little bit of engagement. Not only can you win them back, you might get them to remove the, re the negative review. Yeah. Or they'll they'll rewrite the review and say, "Hey, such and such business made it right. Uh, I, I adjusted this this review." Uh, Google's recency update in December also encouraged businesses to capture real and recent reviews. So it's important if you're a small business owner, you have to strategize an ethical game plan for collecting real reviews of real customers. Your 2017 five-star review is no longer serving you well. What? When somebody is Googling your type of business, in a nanosecond, billions of points of data are scoured on the web, and Google serves up the best possible answer for that question. But in that algorithm, they're looking at online reviews, how many, how often, and when was the last review that came in, in addition to is, you know, is the result that they're serving up the right type of business to serve to the customer. From a customer standpoint, and bear with me for a moment, when you go to a restaurant and you have a good experience, give them a five-star review. If you go to a restaurant and you have a good experience and you leave a four-star review for a business, it's crushing. Think of it this way. A four-star review is an 80% rating. You just wrote, and we see it all the time, don't we, Christopher? We do. I mean, people, people, people will not give a five-star review because, well, nobody's perfect. That's just, I'm a four-star guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four, four is perfect for me. Great pasta, incredible host, lovely ambiance, love the owner, four stars. <laughs> You're crushing that business. And the American Restaurant Association says that every half-star review going down, a decrease of every half-star review impacts the business by 7%. So, wow. so if you go from a 4.5 to a 4, as far as an average rating as a small business owner, let's think restaurants for the moment, you just lost 7% of your annual revenue. That's crushing. It goes on to say, you know, the most recent data, that once you get to a 3-star rating as a restaurant, it's almost impossible to recover from some of those averages. So the next time that you're out and you have a great experience and you write a four-star review, shame on you. If there's something that the business could have done better, reach out to them. They want to know. A great business owner, a great restaurant owner wants to know what could have been better. That happens. I, I, that drives me uh, up the wall because it happens with uh, production and things where if everything goes right, the event is amazing. You don't hear a peep. Right. It's only when things go wrong that people get vocal and get angry. And, you know, we should celebrate when things go right. I mean, that's that's the the positive side of this. I'm guilty of that. I don't leave reviews. I don't I'm not like a person who just hey, yeah, I, that was great on with the rest of my life. You know, uh, taking time is to, to leave a review is something I'm, I'm going to make a uh, set some intent to do uh, moving forward. And, you know, that's 
I think that that feeds into that keep it local and support local businesses. You're not really supporting local when you just post on Facebook, hey, support local or use the hashtag. It's leaving those reviews when you go to a local business so that they show up for other people Make to enjoy it locally as well. Yeah. So um, any, any final any final tips uh, that you would give us for Google My Business as far as the strategy we talked about, you know, the uh, just the update setting 15 minutes aside a week, which I think is manageable. I mean, I waste that much time just, you know, staring at myself in the mirror every morning. So, <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, obviously, look at this guy, right? So <laughs> any, any final suggestions? We, of course, will have your recommendations and uh, links in the show notes for everyone. Yeah. If you have a Google business profile, get active. Spend 15 minutes every week. If you don't, uh, check out the show notes, start one up. If you need help, we're, we're there. If you happen to get a bad review, don't sweat it. Respond to it. If you believe that there's a negative review that's malicious, it's not real, maybe even get 10 or 15 uh, negative reviews that come in that seems highly suspicious, there is an appeals process through Google, and we can help you through that appeals process. And uh, just remember, it's your friend. It's a Google business profile is there for you to use and it's free. I need that because I have like 50 negative reviews. I didn't realize you could challenge them. <laughs> I think they're all for my brother. I think he and my family. Yeah, he's not in his head right now. He's Guaranteed. like, yes, they were all for me. Uh, that's great advice. Very helpful. Thanks for joining us on the Omaha Podcast. Please subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. On the next episode of the Omaha Podcast, Senator Megan Hunt will be our guest, and she will give us the survival guide for businesses to know if they should speak out on a social issue.